Joe, Joseph, yeah. Lightfoot, <laughs> how are you going? Um, yeah, I, I've got some things I want to ask you about. So you, you're a bit of a do. You were introduced to me by Paul Carney originally, and you're a bit of a player in the kind of um, um, in the Melbourne sort of scene of a scene that has no name. Mm-hmm like a horse that has no name kind of thing, mm-hmm. right through the desert Mm-mm-mm. or, you know, across the concrete on top of the swamp. And like, I don't know, um, uh, Jewish and Celtic kind of extraction, not remotely interested in either. <laughs> doesn't want to go to temple. Doesn't want to make a fucking shillelagh with me. <laughs> yeah. So um, far, so good. What else we got? Yeah, he's already... <laughs> very much you know so i cry and, and you're blogging like intelligent stuff there's quite a few people in melbourne which so I, I haven't we haven't i don't know i haven't really cracked that community yet uh, we've had um jason fox who i keep i keep calling him jamie fox just by mistake well there's similarities um, there there's a there's a strong like there are yeah there are yeah um Anyway, so yeah, there's Jason Fox and, and I've met a few people, but it, there's a bit of a community around Melbourne that's, um, you know, pretty uh, solid, you know, around all Dows and, um, and you know, the whole bloody kitten caboodle, yeah. the whole decentralised everything, um, you know, liquid democracy, mm-hmm. um, um, kind of intellectual dark web adjacent Mm-hmm. you know complexity theory systems thinking uh, and you know everyone does a martial art even you even, even you me. like vaguely vaguely, vaguely do a martial art we, we do less martial arts than anybody in the whole fucking place <laughs> and yet we're still like we're still committed to that we are going to uh yeah kick off with some screaming now any day yes <laughs> so anyway that was a rubbish introduction but um I, I I don't believe in the power of introductions anymore. I think it's very hard to capture somebody as a thing mm-hmm. and then just let it unfold so people can sort of grapple with the process that is Joe Lightfoot. Grapple with me, people. I'm here to be grappled with. I I thought as I had a surf through your previous podcast episodes, just how diverse and amazing the array of guests is that you've had on. I'm actually really honored to be here. It's an incredible run of people that you've been conversing with. And about that with intros is that I really feel like you do defy uh, kind of being put in a box. And I think you're a good example of that, of people want to put you in different boxes 
and you're like, nah, not that box, nah, not that box. And I feel that's a unique thing in this day and age because with branding and stuff, you've got to kind of be mm. one thing, you know, like that's how it works. You be the thing, people know you're that thing, they come and get that thing. But I feel like we're on the edge of being able to hold more parts of ourselves and being able to be like, yeah, we could create that person as that thing, but really there's so much more in different ways. And as it's tricky as an audience sometimes to do that, that requires on both sides. Cause then you've got to allow yeah. people that you want to be one thing to be many different things. Yeah. And it kind of speaks to the complexity of the space that we're operating in of like, yeah. And, it does. You know what I mean? Well, and that, and I just, I really enjoy disappointing people. It's, it's a hobby. I mean, you, it's, you, you've written, you've written a book, uh-huh. you know, around all this kind of stuff, like, um, that's actually, you know, um, heaps more accurate than mine. Um, uh, technically it's more, I mean, it's, it, it's actually technically actually engages with the space and, um, you know, and, and it offers some solutions that are, you know, actually doable and all that sort of thing. And, and you've sold dozens of that book, haven't you? Yes, yes, <laughs> dozens. It's unbelievably been a profitable it's endeavor. A, it's now yeah. available for free, everyone, if you want, on my website to read through. I am now of the opinion, this is what I'm telling myself, I was before my time with that idea because what I talk about totally. broadly is this idea of a collective, which is basically this idea of a kind of neo-tribal community container. But it's simple on the outside, but to get there is incredibly complex because you need to kind of let go of all of our interactions with late stage capitalism, what that means interpersonally, socially, the family structure. And yeah, so I think 50 years time, it'll come around and people will be like, that's the way forward. These new community structures that transcend family, workplace affiliations that are connected to land. Um, but yeah, it's a long, it's a long, humble journey to get there because we're all so, we're all so kind of, we're all struggling in our own ways. We're all dealing with the weight. And that's what you and I yarned about on my podcast last mm. time is that it's pretty real right now. And the, that realness for each of us kind of can prohibit us from showing up in community the way that we want sometimes. And so there's a lot to untangle mm. in all of that. So you, you came up with that that idea before the anarcho-communists did in the early 1900s. But yeah. you, your, your golden egg has been this book um, and, and a few different projects you've been working on too around. Um, um, I, I let you, when we talked, I think I'll let you get about two sentences out about that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Before I cut, cut you off and told you it was a stupid idea and like, and then, and then just crapped all over it for about half an hour. <laughs> And you still want to be my friend? Yeah. So that that's uh that's weird. <clears throat> that's weird. I think you need to talk to someone about that. It's if you still if you're still coming back for more, I'd say that there's a that you've got some sort of problem there. Do you know what that is? That's a that's a lack of. I, I'm I went through my twenties and I got my <clears throat> ass handed to me on a plate again and again by a million Mm. different gurus, teachers, and philosophers. I was the archetypal seeker. I was looking and finding mystery and Mm. God and the universe and the other. And I kept finding myself in weird ashrams, getting 
sexually abused and I mean lightly by strange Indian mystics and it it broke me through to another dimension and I'm really glad that it happened but then I I got into my early 30s and I'm like <sighs> all right enough of that like yeah that was good but I think I'm here now and I'm glad I went through that and so I don't yeah. I don't sort of cop that from anyone that doesn't have a the system's view, but you're this mm. perfect storm of like, I'm looking for older guidance because it's like, you always want that. You want that older male, like ass kicking because it's always giving you wisdom, but I can only really openly receive that mm. from a few people. And you've got the chops to give no, that no, no, to me. That, that's so really, that's I'm, really hard though. It's dangerous. In the community, you know, between North and South and people talking about different rights, and then mm -hmm. um, in some cases, even, yeah, even over West between North and South and talking about different um, pathways through initiation, mm -hmm. <clears throat> there is, you see a lot of mob in the South are just kind of um, are not as keen on the idea in the North of, of fear being a part of that transformation mm -hmm. of fear and, and, and that kind of ordeal. You know, the more about it being there, there are other ways to get people through and transform them and and that can be done with love kind of yeah. thing and since i'm sitting on the lands of the cooler nations and so are you then mm -hmm. you know maybe we should try for that energy mm. instead of me you know coming down here and with all this bummer stuff when really i'm, I'm just a boy too mm. uh in that in that cultural world it's not like i'm fucking you know scars across all my chest and arms Oh, but it's both end, isn't it? Like I'm with you. And yes, let's bring in that love of this nation. I, I love that idea. And that's mainly where I sit. And that's mainly where my energy mm. kind of gravitates. But no, I wonder if we should set the context with uh, talking about this, um, uh, this space that has no name, but I think you've coined a pretty freaking good term for it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to contextualize it all with the space mm -hmm. now and who you think the players are in it and where, how they all fit together? Mm -hmm. um, how that all works so that we know the sort of field that we're operating in. And yep. then mm, come in and just land me in where all your work is, is sitting in that. Sure. Yep. Let's do that. So I, I'll start the other way around and then head back there because sweet. So my journey began in earnest with the work that I'm doing about eight years ago in Northern Thailand, where I found myself in uh, the Lana kingdom up there in the city of Chiang Mai. Oh. And it's a really magical place. There's more Buddhist temples per capita in that city than anywhere else. So you got a lot of monk vibes going on. You got the mountains, you got the kind of hill tribe energy going up there. And they're just a they're beautiful people. The, the northern Thai folks are just so welcoming and accommodating. Mm. They really embody this community spirit in a lot of ways. And very artistic. Um, my partner is from there. And um I really connected with the place. And there was some pretty incredible communal energies going on there because you've got people from all over the world living there as well as the local ties and it's kind of you're outside of late stage capitalism there you've just the pressures of um well you know the westerners and the richer ties are that you can live there yeah. on just practically no money so that gives you a lot of time which is what we're short of in the west and time is really the essential ingredient in community 
I mean, when we look at your your These mob, are the people that we we're supposed to be helping over there. It's like, right? Oh my god, they're they're living on less than a dollar a day. Yeah, you know, somebody, somebody, <laughs> we've got to help them. I'm going there to learn from them because I realize that the mm. pace of life here in the West is just it's obscene, and there's so many different elements of alienation and and hyper individuality that um, I found really difficult to to flourish within. So yeah, I find myself mm. over there and through a wonderful twist of events, I end up running a whole foods cafe, vegan event center and dance and open mics and jam nights. And it became a, a watering hole um, for people from all over the world that turned into a collective. And that's where we started. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That, well, it's just you're the only um, Australian male I've ever met who's gone to Thailand, you know, not for, you know, underage prostitutes and, and uh, kickboxing. Yes. Like you go, what did you do in Thailand? Oh, what did you get up to in Thailand, brother? What did yes. you do? What did you do? It's, I, I started a co-op. It's yes. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, it does put oh me in goodness. a small minority of, of yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole other scene. So I, yeah, it's not, there's no, there's no pamphlet for that. There's no <laughs> ticket tour for, you know, uh, week two start a, start a co-op anyway. So that's, yeah, you're right. It's a pretty unique situation I find myself in. And it was really, look, if I've got any message to share with people and any wisdom that I've accrued, it's the magic and the meaning that you can experience when you rediscover that sense of collectivity with a group of people who you share love with. It's so simple. It's so profound. And we've basically lost it in the West when we got rid of religion and we'll, yeah, we can't avoid that. We're lacking this essential vitamin, which unfortunately you don't die if you don't have this one. It's not like food and water where you'll know about it. If you're not getting it, this one, you can live on weird substitutes digital you know simulcra of it mm. for, for ages and we're seeing that happen so we had mm. a felt experience of what that was like and we a few hundred of us we weren't living together we gravitated together around these different events and practices and we realized we need to do healing together and connect to the land and express and creativity and yeah this sense of the neo-tribalism kicked in and, and it was incredible and that was a just took off five or six years we went on that mm. huge adventure together and that's what I wrote the book about. It ended in a massive explosion of uh, social justice argument, which was really sad. After the George Floyd died, a lot of people found their voice and there was this wave of kind of activism and it tore a lot of communities apart and it tore our one apart. And that's a, that's a whole nother story, which was pretty fascinating. But where that left me was like, all right, cool. I was back in my own individual vibes for a little bit which i kind of needed after being in the center of a community for so long and i started to look more closely at you know well okay who are the people out there in the world that i'm really vibing with in terms of philosophy and ideas and ethics and, and perspectives and that's when i started to kind of map what i've been calling the liminal web mm. which is a mishmash of different communities which has been called the sense-making community the intellectual deep web um the meta tribe, the different people have already approached this space and it's a collection of complexity thinkers, 
post-activists, philosophers, blockchain geeks, all these different kind of pockets. And intentional community. Intentional uh, communities. Yep, they're in there Mm. for sure. And yeah, just recently I... I spent some time writing this article, mapping that out because I didn't think it had been mapped the way that I was seeing it. And I wanted to call out some Mm. of the shadows. And so the way, the reason that connects with my first iteration of work is that really I've started to bring that community building element into a meta space. Mm. I'm kind of looking at building a mycelium that holds me in a digital international collection of thinkers, which is a tricky, weird, very meta modern-y type activity, Mm. but I think there's something to it. Oh, the metamodern modern crowd. There's another. There's another one. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And, yeah, and it struck integral, a chord. Integral coaching. All, all these ones. Integral. Yep. But so, so what are you calling the the entire thing again? The liminal. The liminal web. web. The liminal web. Right. Which. Web. I think that's a, a good. That's a good name. I yeah. hope it. Tell you, I hope it catches. It. It is. It's. It's landing, and it's. It seems to be well timed because. <laughs> The idea of stepping past beyond these names of metamodern and integral, which some of these people mm. might be familiar with your listeners, is like, I put mm. you in there. You're a central part of that and a few others. And mm. I, so I, I break it down into three different um, kind of segments of the liminal web, which is the sense makers, the meta theorists, mm-hmm. and the systems poets. Now, I would suggest that you're, you play, most people have elements of all of them within them, but they tend to in my eyes, gravitate towards one. And you're a kind of systems poet, the way I look at it. And I put you in the same area as kind of Nora Bateson and Jeremy Johnson and Bioakamalafe and a bit more of that otherness, a bit more of the weirdness, a bit more of the kind of, you can't quite capture what it is we're talking about. And I feel that's really important. And I feel that it's that gets a little bit left out of these scenes sometimes. So that was part of my intention of trying to bridge these different parts these different energies mm. that i feel are really important mm. and um i, I don't yeah. feel like those things are, are from people you just listed are like i don't feel like they're deliberately opaque mm. you, you know what i mean um like i think you you do get a lot of a lot of gurus who I, I i in the space like i keep seeing people stepping up and trying to be gurus and they're not doing what you're doing like actually being precise mapping things out explaining things building a hypothesis in that way you know they're just going you know oh geometric unity i you know it's 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 the whole next thing in physics but i can't show you Mm. um i can't i can't show you what it is i'm glad Um, you mentioned that actually because that's you you know what i mean it's it's it's, there's a bit there's a bit of silly buggers going going around around the place and i don't know i i don't really see him right in this but i see him in that sort of the next space over, which is the um, that that intellectual dark web, the the Joe Rogan sort of thing. Yeah. But there's a lot of bleed, like you've seen lately. For uh, there was um, Schmachtenberger and Tristan Harris. On Joe, they Rogan. come over yeah. from the liminal. They move from the liminal over into the Joe Rogan space. Jamie Wheels talking to me like the other day about how we prepped them for that. Like how, like they had, they had that session sitting down, figuring out how to pare it down to the barest bits and pieces and, and how to just keep bringing it back to the, the core central message, but also not make people panic about the end of the world or anything like Mm. that. So, you know, that's, um, 
So, I mean, I can really start to see a lot more interface going on mm -hmm. between the liminal liminal community and that and that uh, intellect. What was the intellectual dark web? But I don't uh -huh. know what the hell it is anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, has one begun to engulf the? Or what do you think's going on there? Oh, it's really interesting. Yeah, I I'm tempted to kind of. I don't. I don't want to be an IDW. Nah, I think a lot of the liminal web is in reaction to those ideas. So it's an uncomfortable uh, kind of bedfellow situation. I think it's awesome yeah. that there is the cross-pollination and um, it's good to mm. get that message out. But a lot of the thinkers that I'm really highlighting are in reaction to a lot of the ideas that are mm. being put forward by the intellectual dark web. So, mm. yeah, there's a kind of tension there. Yeah, it is tricky. I mean, I've got I mean, some of the best thinkers I know, some of my best friends are like um you know they're like i wouldn't talk to those fucking people if you paid me a million dollars like that <laughs> that uh that full-on you know um what's been yeah. what's been your approach with it you've been you've been yarning all around have you got a feeling of like you'll talk with anyone and find that middle ground or have you arrived at more of a ideological like yeah i don't know if about it's about finding middle ground it's just about bringing i mean if i've got something which is going to be i don't know i don't like talking to people who know know what i know and agree with what i am currently thinking because i think that's a boring conversation it's, there's no point having it yeah, because you're already, you know? um, but but it is interesting to throw things in and see a lot of different perspectives on stuff. Um, I mean, it's funny though. At the same time, there's there is there's bad there is bad faith out there, <clears throat> you know, and and they kind of they kind of in that no they shit in that pool of yeah you know of you know wanting to sit down and see lots of different perspectives on something yeah and you know coming and you know um you know trying to inhabit the those other positions and imagine what the world would look like through that uh basically the way that i've been welcomed in with my the anti age of reason anti-enlightenment anti-colonial mm. annoying um disruptive you know indigenous perspective that's mm -hmm. quite radical and quite unreasonable and I, yeah. I don't actually have a workable solution i just wonder if i can come in and break shit with my boomerang <laughs> yes. you know um they've been they've been so fucking polite and so accommodating yeah. and and they've taken on board so much of the things that i've yeah that I've brought you know to share with them and that yeah. it's i know that that's pretty cool it is cool but at the same time, there are people on the periphery of things and in the next space over who are pricks. Yeah. Who, you know, it's difficult because, you know, you know, I might want to talk to them and be in relation with them and, and that, except I, I just get that feeling that they're not really there to, um, you know, that they're really there just to exploit the idea dialogue. Okay. exploit that idea of you know let's just you know let's just share you know all these opinions it's one of my favorite physicists was a nazi who killed a bunch of people yeah. hey but i still really like his uh i still really like his proofs they're very elegant mm. you know what i mean it's mm. like yeah but also like fucking nut yeah you know I what do, I mean? I do know what you mean. And, but what oh, you're pointing to bit, there, like I can, I can see the point of view of, oh yeah, we should, I, that's one of my favorite physicists. Uh, you know, I can see that, but then at the same time I can like, yeah, no, nah. 
why are you telling me that? Why are you telling me that? Yeah. Why are you talking to me about, you know, regional variations in, in IQ scores? Mm, what, yes. Why do, you know what I mean? What, do I what mean are we to, doing? Yeah. You know. Mm. Um, right. So let me wait. The, I want to jump and in. The, and the things that, that Hitler you... got right with the what? economy. Like, yeah. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> yes. Well, I was planning on bringing that up. I'll just cross that off the list then. That's clearly something you don't want to. Um, <laughs> the, what you're pointing to is one of the reasons that I've, all right, so two things. You just pointed to some sort of membrane there of the people that have received mm. you and been like, yes, mm. bring what you're bringing. It's, it's, it's important, right? Versus the people where you're like, wait a minute, are we even on the same planet right now? And that mm. line I feel is really important, a distinction, because if we create enough of a membrane around that first group, you can build on that mm. over time and you can create a culture together of support, of understanding. And really there's something, I think there's something quite important emerging in this space that wants to grow beyond mm. just simple back and forward connections, like a sense of, yeah, maybe movement's too strong, but there's some shared wisdom pool that's that's building there and we want to protect that it's sacred and you mm. want to figure out that i mean this is something i learned in my community building in person was that if you don't have clear delineations around that then bad faith actors or just waves of energy from outside your community can just come through mm. and, and wash away what felt like really profound yeah. and deep roots so there's a bit of that going on for me but then you know so you you make your firewall better yep and etc and then they just make their fucking <laughs> you know what i mean mm. they make their hacks better yep. to make you file you know what i mean it's that constant race and so for me it's it's about never becoming attached too much attached to one idea mm -hmm. or anything like that mm -hmm. and just giving it to people saying use it use it i don't care that's not ip take it take it i'll come up with another one tomorrow have it go you know what i mean it's not being attached to any of it yeah, I, I think you just gotta. I think you gotta be where you are. I, mm -hmm. This is so weird. I keep. That's the third time that's happened. I keep accidentally hitting this uh, bronze brolga that's on my on my desk. Sounds like a next yeah, round. Ding ding ding. Or yeah, but I, I didn't got know it made that noise. Kind of Tibetan. I keep kind of wanting to get enlightened every time that happens. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> I'm, I've got something in relation to the liminal web I want to talk to you about. So I've, you know, delineated this space and mm. it's still pretty white and it's still pretty masculine. And mm. it's a big question, but the diversity of the space for me is one of its biggest, its lack of diversity is one of the biggest shadows. Mm. And mm. I think... If I look at it, I want to unpack it with you a little bit because it's complex because clearly there's an issue there. Someone mm. pointed out to you that if, you know, four out of the five of your headliners in that space are white, then mm. what, are you, what are you creating there? If this is a model of the next world and society and culture we want to step into, how do we, mm. how do we get it right from the beginning? And so we look at, you've been kind of, loved with with open arms and people can't get enough of your work in the space but 
it's still largely white guys talking to each other. And I'm not exactly sure what to do. To, to, to be honest, that feels like it's above my pay grade as to where to even begin with that. But it's real. We can't ignore it. And I wonder, you know, you got anything on that? It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because, well, yeah. I'm just, I, I just keep, I'd like to have something to ask for if I knew what that would be. I mean, I know that what the endpoint looks like, the endpoint looks like, you know, people aren't bringing Indigenous voices to the table and centering Indigenous voices there. It's like, uh, you know, we're making our own table. Yeah. And, you know, we have our own tables, but that's not um, valuable real estate because nobody wants to live there. <clears throat> when they do decide to live there, we won't be there for much longer. <laughs> that won't be our table. We'll, yes. we'll be out and having to build another one. You know, it's um, um, there, there, are, there are white males who built the fucking system so they know what the structure looks like. And they've gone, oh, God, what have we done? Mm. And they understand keys and the leverage and they want to bring that down. Um, it's like, should we be saying, no, I'd like to see someone with a turban um, mm. doing that? It's like brilliant. You know, uh, Iqbal, if you're there and you want to <laughs> come in, please do. You know what I mean? It's just uh, I, I just feel like it's all hands on deck and it's, and yeah. it's too bloody late. Uh, to worry too much about what these guys look like, except just, I don't know, the way I deal with it is I just tease them about it all the time. Like, like I keep telling, you know, Jim Rutt when he talks about, you know, when he's running around his youth, like just doing massive amounts of drugs and bloody smashing people and carrying knives around, getting into knife fights and all that sort of stuff and then getting beaten up by the police and see, we got beaten up by the police too. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, if your name was Jamal Rutt, there would have been a bit, bit of a different outcome. Yes. You ended up being a fucking CEO after that with the police. Let me get a bit more specific with what I'm thinking. So Mm. I hold some hopes in my heart that Mm. this space we're a part of that we're pointing to here is the beginning of something beautiful that we are taking the first toddler steps towards a new way of being. And if we're creating these little microcosms of connection, we want to get it right from the beginning. We want to culture that, you know, the right way. We want to have the right bacteria in there. And part of that is being able to own the atrocities of civilization and have an even level of representation. And it's just not for me, it's just not going to be the right kind of mix if we don't have all mm. of the voices the other others in there because it, mm. it's not out of like oh that'd be nice it's like we fucking need that or it's not gonna work it's gonna fuck up again so well, they really- centered they centered native voices at cop 26 but did they get anything or talk about anything that wasn't a fucking just a, a, a carbon bloody credits yeah bloody you know swap scheme yep so that's an example for me of uh, a much clunkier system doing not a good mm. job of what we're talking about. The, mm. uh, the intention is there, but this is where it gets interesting because giving an intention, but then I'm following through is almost worse. Cause it's like, mm. well, what we were here and then yeah. you didn't include us. So it's like, I like this idea of, of slowing down a bit because 
I would suggest that most of the leading white males in the spaces that I'm talking about have this same intention that we're talking about in the liminal web, not the mm. broader intellectual dark web. Mm. They do want to include these voices, but there's just such momentum around, right, we're building systems, structure, foie, foie, that it's hard to, to keep sight of that. And so that invitation to slow down and how do we bring in those feminine voices? How do we bring in that indigenous wisdom? And how do we... How do we find these folks? That's what I find you're really good at. The, the, the people, where you find the guests for your podcast is amazing. It's not easy to, to, to come across that. And I'm really keen to like not make a pageantry of it, like to really mean it, to really be in something together. But there's a lot of mm. humility and there's a lot of sensitivity that, and, and there's a lot of trust involved in that. You know, there's... Mm. It's a big thing that I'm pointing towards and it requires like care and attention. It's not like, oh, I'll log in and post a comment and leave. It's like, no, nah, I'm talking about trying to culture something really important. And mm. yeah, just slowing down feels like a big part of it. Mm. I, th I think it's a, it's a lot of different things because it's that and that's important. But then there's also got to be a kind of almost a, a reckless extreme sport let's laugh together at our fuck-ups let's just jump in yeah. uh kind of feel two two aspects of it as well like a yes. fit bit of bravado yes um which I, th I think that's why there's so many people in the space doing martial arts embodies the kind of complexity of what you need to do with your mind uh collectively with other people uh, i think that's what people are attracted to however all right so people are doing mma and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like I'll stop and have a, a closer look. So I did have a talk about this with uh, um, with a fellow who was doing kendo. Mm -hmm. and, and we were talking about that. And we're talking about the difference between, I don't know, how you always tell people in tech who were coming from a, a place of bad faith, uh, nine times out of 10 by which martial art they were doing and talking up all the time. Mm. And that, you know, most like as a general rule of thumb, like you're more likely to be a bad faith actor if your martial arts of choice was one which um, in which your brute strength and size gave you an advantage mm. over your other competitors. But just, yeah, in general, I don't know. So we, we were talking that up. So any martial art that... Um, would exclude, you know, the majority of females, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to the majority of males, you know, yeah. and, and, and from the same end of the spectrum of, you know, strength, etc. Um, but by gender, uh, anything that would exclude um, women in that way, that usually that's where you find your bad faith um, actors as the people who are choosing those sports. And yeah. so he was putting an argument for kendo in that, you know, you a woman will kick your ass in kendo. Can I share something a little bit intimate yeah. with you, Tyson? Go on in. Was it the last time you were flogged up bad? My girlfriend. <laughs> pretty much. My Okay. My 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 lover, my partner, she is working out a lot at the moment. Uh intensely. Oh, nice. And she's getting ripped and it's impressive. And she's Thai, so she's got the Mai Tai genetics going on. And I think I'm probably about two months away. Now, Mai Tai is a cocktail, dude. 
Yes. Did you mean Muay Thai? Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Is it Muay Thai? It's a, it's, a, it's a freaking cocktail. Jesus Christ. That's the whitest thing you've ever said. All right, keep going. <laughs> so you got your Thai girlfriend. What was one thing you did right as an Australian male? You came back with <laughs> a tiny Asian wife who's now <laughs> eating lots of protein and getting ripped as fuck and she's yes. just about to kick your ass. Exactly. I'm maybe I'm maybe two months away, maybe three from uh, losing to her in, in Mortal Kombat if it, if if it ever got to that point. And um, well, you mean the video game or, or actual like both, like real if, life if you had and to video fight to game. The death, like... Yeah, and that's okay. I don't know. I think that's an interesting like. I think that plays into what we're talking about. That plays into like the shift in power right. dynamics of like. How does that feel? Or what part of my identity is based around the fact that I'm physically dominant? Why does that even fucking matter? Mm. And and yet it does. And it's there. And mm. it's real. So there you go. There's mm. a bit of vulnerability for you. Yeah. But Welcoming... so well, what, what have you learned from it? Um, from, from shifting that? I mean, how attached were you to that power? Well, that's what I'm like, learning. Does it bother you? Yeah, it mm. does. I'm... I'm no shallowly attached to being the stronger dominant partner mm. when my whole mm. identity is like care and inclusion and hippie change the world. But when that gets threatened, I want to hold on to it and be right. like, wait, no. Like you still would uh, yeah. have the option of kill, killing her if it comes to that. Exactly. Is that's that, really what it comes talk. down to that primal. Oh my God, that's awful. That's pretty dark. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And that's what we're yeah. that's what we're messing with. That's what's in all of us, yeah. you know. Yeah. This this is interesting for me because it connects into like we lose touch with those primal aspects mm. of ourselves. And if mm. we're rebuilding new forms of community, we need to hold all of the shadow, not just the mm. the, the parts mm. of ourselves that we want to bring into that. We need to hold yeah. that that yeah. violence, and yeah. we need to hold that domination and and the, the the bullshit aspects of the male psyche as well as the positive aspects and it's it's hard mm. it's a lot just learning those mm. in myself so i can be more real. it is like ah, uh, it's just it, have you ever been um the precarious person um what do you mean in a situation so maybe in thailand thailand at some stage uh were you ever the one that was there who i don't know uh pe people's attitude to you was Yet we're um we're happy to hang out with you and you know we're um we're tolerating you but um you know we could kill you if we if we wanted to and just fucking bury my mark to grave. Yeah, um, I've had that moment with a couple of Thai bikies. Okay, yeah, it was. And so, but yeah. did you did you have to you know? Um, do something to, like what if you had to do something together? If you and those bikies had to then fix a bus together, and so you had to come into relation with them mm -hmm. <laughs> in some way, but that undercurrent was still there. Anyway, I'm asking you that because that's that's quite a bit of my life spent that way. There's yeah. that sense of you know this this place was built you know for me, yeah, out of you out of your stuff, you know, mm. and I acknowledge that, I acknowledge that, and that's how fucking generous I'm being. I'm being generous enough to acknowledge that all of this stuff that I have is stuff that I'm happy to share a little bit with you 
and that, and I'm inviting you to the table to center your voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just always that, um, I don't know what it is about it. There's something about it that just, it keeps you on your toes. Yeah. You got this permanent state of hypervigilance. Mm. So I guess for both of us now, imagine our women. Mm. Yes. You know, um, mm. who love us. Yeah. But, um, are fully aware that, um, you know, if it ever came down to it in less than a minute, I could kill you with my hands. Yeah. Um, at all times. Anyway, you, you just lost that. I'm not, not quite. But I've got a couple of how months. How important? Left. Nearly. Okay. A couple of months. I'm on the all right. So you're in the process of losing it. That's I'm even the better. So you have this vestigial, um, psychotic privilege. <laughs> yes. You have this vestige of a privilege. Because that's a bit of a mutually assured destruction thing. Yes. And but that's the other thing too. You've been raised male mm. in in a, a civilization. So, you know what that pretty much always means is that you don't really care about your life that much. Mm. Your life isn't really valid in terms of your you being stock <laughs> or whatever, mm -hmm. and that you you are considered disposable but you mm. also consider yourself disposable but that doesn't put you beneath her that actually puts you above her because that gives you power yeah your disposability and your your i mean because it's a risk it's a culture that rewards risk taking extreme risk taking so you you're prepared to roll the dice any day against whether you'll die or not you know what i mean um yes and it, you don't care so therefore, you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's a mutually assured destruction thing, but that is not a deterrent. It's not a deterrent. If you got worked up enough, uh, you know, they, it's there. There is a threat yeah. and she loves you and you love her, but there's a threat. And it's like, I would like to see how that, how the mature relationship, mm. you know, beyond the point where, where you wouldn't kill her mm. because you couldn't because she's going to kill you. And then what she does with that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. To toxic see. masculinity, like, is that got anything to do with actually masculinity or is it just about power? Yeah. Um, would she even be able to take that on board? You know, when she's not, she doesn't have the entire civilization behind her and backing mm. her. You know, so basically if she becomes somebody who could kill her man, that doesn't mean that she suddenly gets you know, spouse killing privileges. It's like they don't hand that shit out yeah. to somebody based on merit. You don't get that based on merit. You get it based on whether you're born with between your legs. Yeah. How did it work in the even, Amazon? Even if you haven't earned it. And that's, that's it. You will still have it. Yeah. Because you will still know that you have the full power away to the patriarchy behind you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many crunches she does. Yeah you and your civilization, you and your patriarchy can still kill her. Yeah. Uh, if she starts to, you know, beat you up, you're going to be able to ridicule her, um, persecute her, and you'll have heaps of support. So there's, I guess in the end, you're not going to lose your privilege. Yeah. So there's you, there's your good news right there. That's my good news. Fantastic. Um, yeah. That's what I'm so saying. So anybody who's patting themselves on the back going, yeah, man, I wouldn't be threatened by that at all. It's like, yeah, of course you wouldn't. Cause you, yeah. You, you still got old patriarchy behind you. Yeah. So, um, you know, don't get too smug. 
There is no good play. People want to know what's the right position. Uh huh. What's what's the position that I can take that's not problematic? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the rules of the road where I can say the right things? There aren't any. The world's complicated. You're complicated, and there's not much you can do without doing damage. Yeah. And you're gonna have to take responsibility for some damage, and some of that's gonna mean. People are going to, you're, you're going to have to take a beating every now and then. I've got a, I've got a burning question for you that I wanted to get into more on my podcast. It didn't happen that if there's space for it now, that's great. Everything we just pointed towards everything about moving towards radical uncertainty, everything towards mm. shifting power dynamics, everything towards toxic masculinity, reinvigorating the culture. I keep being led back to indigenous wisdom as mm. literally mm. the solution to most of these problems, particularly initiation of males when we're talking about in this regard. And for me, mm. that needs a structure, a neo-tribal community structure. There's just no way around it. You need that to mm. know each other, to watch each other go through the phases of yep. life, to have the trust to say, all right, I'm going to, uh, accept the different initiations that come now and know they're part of something bigger and more beautiful. There's just no way around it. If we keep uh, going off into our little digital, hyper individualized, unique experiences, and there's beauty in that, I think, but if mm. we don't combine that with a rediscovery of community, the way that in all of our indigenous cultures have been doing since time immemorial, I really think mm. we toast. And I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think I want to hear you go, yes, that's true. This is how we do it. But I know it's not as easy as that. But do you see it the same way? Do you see those those overstructures as absolutely inevitable to healthy human interaction? Or you think we can do this wider society thing without that? No. I mean, no, we need it and that will arise if we survive at all, you know, beyond um, this system. That, that that will all just emerge anyway because everybody has always had that until very recently yes most of the people in the world a hundred years ago had that but can't we try and create it now with the benefits of the system as it were and use the two to transform each other rather than wait till it's mad max yeah style? yeah exactly but i'd some um, like that that would be great that would be great. The, the only problem is that, that what we have now, you know, in terms of the tech and everything else, these are all things that have arisen from a system and have been designed in a certain way to be clunky and obsolescent. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to not function with any kind of durability that would be needed to make that happen. And so would require constant replacement upgrade mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, ever increasing extraction while we were doing that. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, there is also the the people who are holding all the capital from the building of that system. So yeah, but the, this is um, where I want to push back a bit against your. I, people I hear are, your people view. are holding that. Yeah, mm. I hear your critique, but for me, there's a bit of there's a bit of a defeatist air in amidst that because we don't know this beast is moving right. Like this thing is happening. We uh, it's, are- it's a it's a pushback. It's a pushback against yeah. you know people who are like. They're belonging to a culture where they they have that thing that I was telling you about before. Yeah. 
that and the thing that we were exploring of the I could kill you with my hands. Yes. So they have that and they're holding that and they're also holding capital. They've invested heavily in their parents' um, will. <laughs> if you know what I mean, yes. even these millennials who are you know not going to inherit anything, well, they will eventually. You know what I mean. Um, so these people now want to have this. They're like, oh, so in order to make the to save the world quick, give us the indigenous knowledge. Yeah, but I'm talking about a more subtle. That, you're, you're going to that more gross. Can down the road for a little bit longer, and and fucking so we can keep all our shit. You know what I mean? How can you, how can you, Blackie, how can you help us keep our shit for a little bit longer, at least until I die? You know, that most of the people I talk to, that's the real question that they're asking me. Okay. I'm not asking that question. The same Douglas Ruskoff's millionaires with wanting to know how they control their private army after the fucking event happens. You know what I mean? You look that like, even though it's not, even though people are like, yeah, man, no, I'm just a fucking child of the universe. I, mm. I don't have any, you know, skin in the game. We're one and the same, brother. Mm. You know, and, and that's true. Mm. It's true. Mm. And you may, we, we, we experience those moments together yeah. where that's true. And then there's, I don't know, but then there's the context. There's the historical context that we have to inhabit. There is the extractive imperative that has to happen you know, whereby we both have to do things in our own way that are going to support the Kimberley being destroyed in the next decade, like completely destroyed. Yes. Like mountains becoming holes in the ground, you know, absolutely freaking eradicated. And that's what it's going to take just for us to be able to keep zooming together. Keep zooming together. Yep. Okay. I'm with you. Yes. I'm destroyed from that grief. I hear you. There is no end to the level of sadness and anger and rage that I feel around that. And it's fucking happening either way. So we don't know what the outcome is, but you and me and the few hundred or thousand people that we're connected with, we're alive. We're going to give a shot at making this a better world. And to do that, Mm. We're going to need to blend together the intelligence of the modern world with the wisdom of the old. It's just, there's no other way around it. And that bridge Mm. for me, there's so much hope and positivity and optimism there. And yeah, it's just, it's hard from my side because to kickstart that discussion, I'm coming from that, like I'm coming from the power position, you know what I mean? So it's like, Mm. Yeah, I've got a I sense, know. Of, you know. I looked the the Christians told us this too. Christians had exactly the message. Yeah, they were like, "Yeah, most of you have been killed now, and you have these reserves, mm. and you have these missions." But you know, let me tell you, Jesus, He's the same. Yes. You know, mm. God, you know, Bayami, you know, Daramalan, you know, the Father and the Son, and you stand that that spirit too. You you have this Trinity we can bring together the ancient ways mm. and, you know, we've long eradicate that pagan stuff. And so that you can understand the modern ways of, you know, where a religion was at 10 years ago, that modern, you know, I don't know um, that. Yeah. And we will teach you, you know, we will teach you hierarchies. We will teach you some of you how to be foreman. We will teach you industry. We'll teach you a work ethic so that you're doing a 12 hour day for not much return. 
Um, you know, we'll teach you how to have a nuclear family and we will bring our modern wisdom, mm. our, our modern, our modern knowledge and technology and mm-hmm. everything else in the word of God. We're going to bring that and combine it with your ancient wisdom. Yeah. Um, you're going to keep your language. Well, not exactly your language because, you know, there's stolen people from, you know, a dozen tribes in the region, all, they're all just going to speak this language because, you know, the mission manager can only be expected to learn one Aboriginal language. So anyway, and we don't want you talking and we know what you're saying. So yeah, we'll keep your Aboriginal language. You'll learn this. You're going to change this industry here where you're making clay sculptures. Um, we're going to change that work. Um, and we're going to start, you know, those things you make once a year for your ceremonies. Um, we're going to need you to make 25 of those a day. Uh, so a bit of a production line ladies those baskets and mats are amazing uh but we prefer you to do this style from um the last mission i was at in thailand Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of the most amazing um aboriginal bowls you'll see now bear a striking resemblance to the same ones from a fucking sweatshop that you get in the two dollar store today um this sometimes you'll notice those placemats and yeah. and uh, feel a bit uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Um, that's what happens. And that's the reason what happens when you go for hybridity out of an asymmetrical power relationship. Mm. You know, you get something that's indigenous, has an indigenous flavor, uh, and, and that's it. So that's why I'm so resistant to it now. All right. And well, let's face here. it, that's why I talk so much now. Yeah, yes, that's why, yes. Like, it's like right? I'm just going, no, no. I've had 20% of the fucking dialogue for 30 years. Yes. And now. Yes. This is I perfect. can get away with re- flipping that. Because, exactly. And so all of a sudden, yeah. So is it just about power relations? Uh, Look, I think she, it's about transcending you know, them altogether. I think it's about honoring them, seeing them, recognizing them, seeing that they go way deeper than maybe we're comfortable with. But here we tie this back yeah. to the liminal web. What so like the, what I think the opportunity that we have here, mm. I agree with you. If you've got a subtle imbalance going on there, then what you're setting up in that supposed hybridity is actually a disaster that should be completely avoided, right? So how do mm. we mm. how do we use this little network? We're doing it now, but how do we increase that where we practice beginning having these dialogues from a place mm. of equal footing? And we really mm. open to that. And we really experiment with that with fairly low stakes because it's just podcast space or, or offline space mm. at this point. But there's something really profound that could come of that. that mm. Those yarns that could take place may take years to get this going. But slowly mm. from that, the beginning of a new cultural substructure could be imagined. But yeah. I'm here well, for it. They're, they're talking about, they're talking about, I mean, here's the thing. You look at the structure that's always there. Okay. With the idea of, well, we've got to be platforming people of color. Yes. We centering women's voices. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a structure that has a periphery and we maintain that as long as we take some people from the periphery and put them in the center. Mm. But we're going to maintain something that requires a periphery. We're going to maintain something that's a platform that, you know, and basically that's referencing a, a whole theatrical space, a whole, 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, public speaking space, etc., whether mm-hmm. you're up something elevated, standing. Yeah, so on already, a bench, that's inherently above and over with... the crowd. So there's this idea of platforming. So why not? Why not get rid of the platforms? Mm. Get rid of the periphery. Get rid of the center. Okay. Why not? There's voices. Because then, <laughs> only then is there no privilege. Yeah. Only then is there no IOUs that can be cashed in because we're all still holding these IOUs. Yeah. In the global South, we have IOUs and we know they're not going to be honored. Yeah. And we know that we're going to end up paying for the comfort of the global North mm-hmm. um, in the coming decades to ease their their passage into uh, into their literal whatever the fuck they're they're looking for, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, while we all die, <laughs> we know we're going to be doing the heavy lifting for that. And you know, some of us uh, sort of go, well, no, yeah, yeah. Um, I love this idea yeah. of what what if it's not a platform? What is it? What like? Yeah, well, that's the- that is it it no platform don't send anybody's voices and especially don't do it based on bullshit yeah do not ever invite me to another thing where you're centering my native voice my like you know very like you know dodgy ass native voice (laughs) yeah no i'm not exactly naked on one leg on a rock yeah yeah i'm not like you know You know, I don't, I, I'm not the darkest person in the world. I'm, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and you're going to center my voice because it's safe to you or, it, I don't know, it's it's proven palatable to somebody or popular to someone else. There's been a certain amount of books sold, so I must I must at least understand how goes and that I'm going to um, accept the proposition that, you know, 80% of the world's biodiversity is on the lands lands that are managed by indigenous people and that you know x percent of the australian continent is being managed by indigenous people you know there's oh, do you know how many million hectares there are that's managed by indigenous people oh it's like a third of the whole continent's under native title you know what i mean so that we've got all these indigenous people managing the biodiversity and it's like well do you know what kind of native title do you know how much of that is exclusive native title mm. like almost none there are some places where there's a little bit of management land management going on, but mm. that is usually co-management Yeah, in which we're taking orders from. And every now and then, you know, the white rangers are like, you know, they've got their next round of funding and they're like, Oh, we just got a, we got a new AI. Mm. Um, and that we can you know, uh, attach to these new drones. Yeah. You know, can we, can we rustle up some of those black rangers on CDP and get them out? Get them in their overalls now in our country with us for the photo, you know, newspaper, so that we can claim that we brought back the magpie geese with indigenous AI. You know what I mean? Because we're co-managing, we're co-managing the landscape. That's just rubbish. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, I'm so sick of it. And I'm so sick of the offerings that I saw at COP20, and I was really pissed off with like the one interview that I did where I was unable to complete any i tried to say that mm. i tried to say that the yeah. the premise was was flawed and they kept cutting it 
they kept cutting me off. I, I kept seeing this this girl who was interviewing me. Her eyes would go really big, and she's holding her hand up to her ear, you know. So you know, someone screaming, like, "Control him right now!" God damn it, change the subject. You know, I don't know. And the way the the way the questions were f- were asked, and then and the tone and spin that's put on them, kind of really limits where your answers can go. You know, and when you when you deliberately push past that because you don't really care about what you look like, because a lot of shame is weird in doing that and being the only person in the room that's doing it, you feel ashamed. Yeah. And when you're a person like me who just lives with constant shame, mm. that, that to the point where that doesn't matter, you can sometimes push through that and keep yeah. making a dickhead of yourself. You know, um, but they just kept cutting it, mm. and then later it was like. They when they sort of realized that everybody was putting shit on all the lame stuff that was out there, then that was the sort of most raw stuff they had mm. was the things that I almost said. <laughs> and so they're the clips that they show. Mm. You almost saying something. Yeah, me almost saying something. The, the things that I almost said that got cut anyway, um, <laughs> they're the clips that they'll show, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, come on. Um, no, and that centering native voices, as long as they're just, you know, basically supporting what we want to come away with, which is, you know, more funding, more support, more infrastructure for, um, for our, our, um, our futures trading of, of carbon credits. Yeah. You know, they want to come away with a little bit more rocket fuel for that. Uh, so that they can suck more value out through this big heist this big financial system heist and uh-huh. try and like kick the can down the road for five more years with that and suck a little bit more value out of the landscape and out of everyone and that big map into generational transfer of wealth that's going on will just suck a bit more that way um and while we're doing that we'll center native voices we'll you know you know the white man and the red man and the black man and the yellow man shall figure on the medicine wheel and we shall heal the earth. And it's like, oh, that's some wisdom, baby. You know, it was, I'm so honored that we can here together and hear your wisdom and that we're going to heal the world together. Now, where's my freaking, <laughs> my freaking broker? Um, you know, I, I want to go long on, on, on fucking carbon credits now. You know what I mean? It's just it's horror it's horror the centering of the native voices except for the fellows outside who were saying you know um u.s military is you know <laughs> the biggest polluter you know, mm. you know and they got their passes pulled and revoked for cop next year mm. you know what i mean yeah. um what about those native voices it's like well no they yeah we'll center them if they're like saying some vague shit about the white man and the red man coming together you know, well, what's your alternative? What's your solution? Communism? Oh, God. <laughs> and that's just, that's the debate where everybody's going to have, we're going to bring different voices to the table to keep having that debate as it all just swirls down the goddamn We know this. We this, die. this is nothing new. Like what, what you're speaking to it's is not- so on point and you dissect it beautifully and artfully and i feel the but it's also not worth saying because we all freaking know it well it's it's like we know like i stopped i gave up on that story i don't know 12 years ago i was campaigning for climate change i saw it and it's like it's done that's where i've just 
left that culture and I'm firmly focused on what can we do with the nascent subculture beyond that? That puts me in a tiny minority, but it's the only way I stay sane. Otherwise I just literally go insane and my life spins out of control. If I, if I focus in on that, I didn't even watch most of what happened at cop. I just, I just knew what was happening. I'm trying to focus in on, on what we've got and what's here. And that's, it's like a survival strategy, I guess, but it's also incredibly hopeful because it's not, all bad news there are incredible the, the, the thousand year clear will be fun get there but yeah it takes some what what i'm what i'm what i want to take away from this is that that space i really got a sense of what you're pointing towards of that mm. that circle that mm. we can sit in what we can build yeah the, the trust there and the time and Man, I come back to your culture. It's fucking incredible. You guys, from what I understand and what I've experienced, you sit around a fire and you're quiet until something needs to Mm. be said. And then you stay there until everything's been said that needed to be said. And that can take a really long time. You know know what the center is? Mm. The fire. Yeah. The fire is the center. Always. Because no prick can stand there. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I, I would just beg of anybody, you know, who wants to have any kind of dialogue and build anything or hybridize something. Um, please don't try and center our voices. Yeah. Um, oh, well, you're going to have to. I'm sorry, but a lot of the people you work with have to do. But if you can find people who understand that that's not the way to go, mm. that the best thing to do is to remove the center. Yes. Replace it with something hot that nobody can stand on. Um, that's a really great idea. If you can change the structure whereby instead of who are we going to platform, who, you know, is most disadvantaged, you know, well, what we've got to choose between a disabled person and, you know, it's like, uh, you know what I mean? How about no platform? Yes. But that's all right. How about, so how we about can... burn the platform and then sit around the fire <laughs> that's with the left. burning yes with the burning platform that's, i love it that we've made from the bits and pieces of the platform that we're burning if that's there and we're sitting around that no one has a stake anymore then we're all good uh we can actually have a dialogue yeah and and that it this could be a good place to to wrap it soon but that's where i'm mm. that's what i'm trying to do with the liminal web i'm trying to take something beautiful that has yeah. a lot of whack game a money shit fuckery involved in it and i'm trying to take that platform down and start a fire where mm. we can sit around and just look at each other for a while and let something new come out of that so yeah come and yeah. come and sit at the fire some more because you you're very welcome and you bring some pretty rad energy no you're you're pl- you you're having you're having an impact i think in the liminal web, apart from actually naming it, mm-hmm. which is huge. I mean, you know, just as a as a um, an, an, an explorer, I think you get to name it. I mean, you could have named it the Lightfoot. Anyway, I if tried. you name it something, work. it's yours. That was my first. If you name something, it's yours. That's how you'll know you're in game A. If like, uh, yeah. But what's really cool is that you've pretty much named the space. You've mapped it really well, and I think it was. I think it was Jamie Wheel. Jamie Wheel referenced you to me mm-hmm. two days ago, mm-hmm. um, and but he didn't know you. Yeah, like he didn't. He didn't have your name in his mind connected to what you what he was referencing. Mm. 
<clears throat> around the liminal web. Um, and I, I think pretty cool. Yeah. About the space that there's ideas kicking around in there that are um, like so I, I see I see a lot of my ideas kicking around yeah. and I see them turning into other things as well, yeah. but that aren't attached to my name. Mm. That you know people are citing each other just you know yes. for uh, but that's more of a relational thing. It's more about making relationships and and honouring you know those uh, when people do cite. It's not about um ownership of the ideas and i kind of like that yeah i don't know i don't know any other place yeah, uh, yeah in the world where that's happening right now i gotta say not even my community it's not happening there mm -hmm. uh, everyone's obsessed with ip now yeah everybody's obsessed with ip and uh, it's weird but this group of you know old white dudes <laughs> <laughs> you know, who are looking to find ways to sort of, I don't know, hold onto something of the civilization that gives them privilege and stability mm. is, is I think, I think a motivating factor for at least a factor for a lot mm. of them. Mm. Um, the, they're doing the least, um, the least of that weird stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they're being the most generous and sharing yeah. um, community I've come across. Um, which is just which is weird i gotta sit with that and figure it out but um yeah but what, what what how do you feel about your sort of sort of role in there where do you place yourself mm -hmm. in the whole thing just just as we start to wrap up mm -hmm. and and then the the community in melbourne um how, how much of that is i don't know how much do uh people connected and know each other or is it quite fragmented and what's the realities around you know, the liminal web. What I've learned through what I set up over seven years in, in Thailand was that if you're going to set something up, you can't be in the center of it. What we just described. Mm. I don't want to mm. be, I, you've got to be behind the scenes creating architecture. You've got to be the first one to mm. say, my voice doesn't need to come first so that you can mm. create a culture of giving and like a kind of beautiful feedback loop of like, ah, this is yep. beyond IP. This is that thing. So in a way, I'm more than happy to, to, to play that role because that's the only mm. way to get something beautiful started with that kind of energy. Mm. So that's mm. what I want to keep kind of moving towards. And then in yep. terms of, of here, I'm just, there's a, there's, there's a chip, chap called Tim Adelin who lives in Melbourne, who I didn't know lived in Melbourne, who's part of this liminal web, who just came over and connected with me. There's you. And I'm feeling to get, some physical meeting where we sit down around a fire and we just have mm. a yarn together with however many people want to mm. come and join mm. that's that's alive in me so i'm, I'm looking forward we to do that. in the um so indigenous knowledge systems lab next year we want to set up uh quite a few of these things we're calling collabs which mm. is it's kind of a bit of our, our joke about co-management Mm -hmm. you know, because so the labs that we do are like the little think tanky parts uh -huh. and so that's what we do uh, with the indigenous knowledge it's just black followers uh, yeah they're doing that stuff but we're keen to do collabs mm. you know we'll be bringing because there's there's been some good thinkers who really backed us you know who aren't indigenous yeah and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and um yeah that we want to do some collabs but this would be actually situated in, in an indigenous lab and you know, in an indigenous mm. context. So the the only thing at the center is the fire. Let's do it. 
Let's see. Let's try. I'll try. Uh, I'll see. I'll see what the what the mob think of um, this yarn anyway. Yeah. If if anybody could be bothered listening to it all, mm-hmm. um, we'll see what they think of this this yarn, uh-huh. and um, and then we'll see how people feel about trying to give her a, a collab uh, with the liminal web community in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, next next year at some stage, we'll see where we finish up. Beautiful. It'll be funny. Eh? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, let's let's find a stage, ritually hack it to bits and burn it as part of the collab. I think that'd be great fun. Oh yeah. We, we're, we're deplatforming the platform yeah. and we're uh, <laughs> decentering all voices. We could, we could steal the stage from Fed Square. It could be like a, a raid yeah, yeah. mission we could start with. Yeah. But then it'll be like, uh, yes, but who's holding the X? <laughs> yeah. We have to get your mate Rune in. He's, a, he's the axe wielder for us. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. He'll be good with that. All right, bros. Well, I think that's... um.